What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend of debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, joining me again in the host spotlight, Miss Rose Locke. Rose, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. Thank Very you for being for here Christmas. on the podcast. Tis the season. Christmas. Oh, it's the best. Uh, he's with us again. Uh, been here many a time before. Tim Sanford. Tim, how are you doing, brother? I am doing well, too. Good. Good. I've recovered from the new term that I've learned of follow the star hangover. There you go. That's that was that yeah, coined in today's I didn't know meeting. That was, but now I do. It, it is challenging. It's one of those phrases where yes. you, yeah. the next day. It's one of those one of those phrases you've never heard it before, but the moment it's said, you're like, yeah. I, I, I know what yep. that means. Yep. Yeah. So to define it. That's what uh, happened here on campus this past weekend, among other things that we'll get to. But uh, follow the star was here on campus outside. Uh, in-person walkthrough for, for the first time ever. So, Rose, I'll come your way first. Thoughts on Well, the my tour and... guide, one of my tour guides uh-huh. told me, because I, I got to just sit back and enjoy that event. It was awesome. very fun. Yeah. Um, one of the tour guides told me uh, that it was the warmest they've ever had for Follow the Star. Cool. Like, it was 51 yeah. degrees. That on, was Saturday night. That was Saturday night. It, it was 51 colder. degrees. Was... Yeah. But still, it, it's warmer than it has been in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just a great time. But, it's just, it's, you know, one of the things I enjoyed about Follow the Star tremendously was how many people who were showing hospitality, mm. I couldn't tell you their names. And mm-hmm. I've gone to fellowship for a while, and I know we can't all know everyone, but I often know most people, and it was just really fun for me to see people who aren't here in and out on a regular basis really oh, yeah. like sharing the gospel with others and showing hospitality and it, yeah. it was just a real encouragement to when in an ideal world we'd love to do things where all these people can come together all these ministries can come together and serve alongside each other but it, it's few and far between where we get get to do that even from a logistical standpoint so i'd agree with that i, I was able to walk through it sunday evening with some friends of ours that have never done it before and to see all the people serving and to barely know who they are, or have only ever heard of them, like at a certain point that can be discouraging of like, oh man, I really should know everybody around here. But there's another element of that that's so encouraging to me. I'm like, man, God is working through so many people here. And for me not to even know these people's names and get to meet them through this event. Oh, I work here. Oh, I've been going here for whatever. Like that's, it, it's a catalyst for that, I think. So this was your first Second. We actually Second. came last year, heard about it, and so okay. we drove all the way out here and went through the, the drive through. Okay. Yep. Nice. But first time to actually boots on the ground kind of okay. thing. Nice. Yeah. Very much enjoyable. Yeah. I I went around once just kind of by myself, just kind of skipping from one to the other, get the big picture. And then I took my uh, two grandsons through nice. all the way through. It, it was really neat to see. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And so. one of the things I love to see, I always love to see families serving together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, even I'll just, there was this family that was behind me in line waiting with me. And there were these three little girls and they were just so excited to be huh. here. And they wanted their picture taken with everything, and they wanted to show, they wanted everyone to see everything. And just seeing Christmas and the Lord through the eyes of a child, to me, is always energizing, refreshing, and exciting. Yeah, no, that's cool. I definitely, the youthfulness of this environment, when when all these kids get to watch, you get to watch the scene through the kids' eyes, and I can definitely, I can feel that. So everything I'm hearing is good and encouraging about it. I'm sure we'll hear more over the coming weeks. But yeah, I'm hoping this 
you know, kind of set the stage for what's to come with future Follow the Stars and being good stewards of this property we've been blessed with. And it worked out. The parking team, I think, did a great job, and it all just mm-hmm. came together. Mark yep. Carey said in our staff meeting today, you know, you get 500 sinners together working <laughs> on something. It's cool right. to see the way yep. the Lord has blessed us with, you know, it, it just seems to go yep. smoothly. Yep. And so praise God for yeah, that. Yeah, and shout out to, you know, Scott and Karen Santmeyer. Oh, yeah. You, you know, they're not, they're not. They're not standing in the front ordering people around. They're mm-hmm. there. They're working behind the scenes. But it really is their brainchild and really a passion yeah. of theirs. And I know that it's a lot of work, probably a lot of conflict resolution, a lot of problem solving that we mm-hmm. don't even see on our side. But yeah. they do it with such grace, and yep. they honor God in that process. Yeah, it's the be- one of my favorite parts of Follow the Star is about two weeks beforehand, really a week beforehand, I always bump into Scott Santmeyer a little more than normal around here. <laughs> but the, the youth storage closet's next to the Follow the Star storage <laughs> closet. And so I walked into one of our youth rooms, and, and he's in there alone, you know, shuttling all this stuff out of the closet. And he said, uh, he said, I'm sorry, man, if you need this room this week, I'll give you the keys to my house. And you can go meet there. This is where I'll be. And I was like, Scott, don't even worry about it. We got a whole other room we're going to use yeah. tonight. Like, it was just so funny. that. Well, and just all the... I, I said to Mike Lukens, Mike Lukens and I were looking for something last week. And we had, <laughs> I, when we go looking, we look everywhere from the top floor to the bottom floor. So we popped into the youth area looking for a piece of equipment. And... Um, I said to Mike, I said, Scott Santmeyer gets like the A plus packing award in my mind if all of this stuff fits in fits that closet. In that yeah. closet. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, but what fun. <laughs> Guys, let's go ahead and jump into a, a Sunday in review. Uh, we're ultimately here because Tim was in the pulpit this weekend and talked through uh, Acts 4 and 5. Rose, I'll come your way first. What, what stood out from the content this weekend as we've been un- unpacking uh, the triumph of the gospel uh, according to the book of Acts? Wow. Um, well, first of all, again, kudos to Tim for Ananias and Sapphira, right? What a hard what a hard passage <laughs> for a pastor to have to preach. But, I mean, I just think, Tim, I always appreciate one of the things in, when you um, do a sermon, one of the things I appreciate about what you do is that you um, package your applications throughout. Mm-hmm. And so as I was taking mm-hmm. some Good. notes, I, I try to listen. If I'm going to come here and talk about it, I try to listen several times. Yeah. So as I was listening even this morning, and I was taking some notes, about um, things like uh, you said in your sermon, you said the enemy can lie and confuse to get us on his agenda. And that in itself is just something that we could just talk about and explore, you know? Mm -hmm. And you talk so much about like self-centeredness and doing with our own things what we want. But then you also had this great um, section where you talked about different kinds of fear and fear as in um, how it brings about dread yeah. and how we can use fear yeah. to shrink away from God or right. we can fear God in this in this um, yeah. uh, you know awesome yeah. reverential fear yeah. and I, I just feel like in these sermons all of these sermons from Acts I, I come away with like uh, multiple pieces of scripture that I just want to chew on and go back to yeah. over and over yeah. and over again so yeah. I'm not sure I'm not sure which of those three things stuck out to you guys or which mm. Tim you felt like was the <laughs> the key that you really wanted people to chew on yeah. but mm. all of those things I felt like were just really helpful and yeah. important in this passage yeah. Yeah. so 
but yeah. I'd, I'd echo that real quick. Like the, the arriving at even the first John four and the perfect love casting out fear and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it's the pastor Dennis and me or what, but whenever John or first John comes up, I'm like, there it is. Just cause I've, yeah. I've always loved studying those books and the application there. And it's cool to hear you say Rose, yeah. like he does sprinkle it throughout. And, you know, I, I like the different preaching and teaching styles and, and the opportunity is to, to hear what's going on through these you know, these chapters and these characters and, and how it's building on itself. And we already knew the church, and even in the way you organize your outline, the foundation for all of the sermon is chapters two through four, everything right. that church is doing. And so I appreciate when we get content like that where, yes, you can find immediate context, you know, look at verse one, and like that's <laughs> right, good and neat, right. but it's yeah. cool to say if you want to really know what this was like it's it's yeah. the three chapters leading up to this moment between these these two people for example so yeah, yeah tim like from your perspective what I'll, was i'll just throw one yeah. one more thing out there the other thing tim in this sermon that i think has been really key for me i've been doing um I, I maybe some of you have heard or seen about a highlighting system when you study when you read a book like any book um highlighting the places and the names in a certain color and highlighting mm. things that are yeah. important in another color and highlighting um uh quotes in another color so using like highlighting systems to study just general books or the scripture and so um with acts i decided to do uh to try a highlighting system at least to do the mm. proper nouns so the names the names of the people and the places and i've i've looked ahead a little bit in acts and barnabas his name has just stuck out yes, to me throughout this book and sure. so you keying in on barnabas i, I just think he's gonna I, I don't know he's my kind of guy you know what i mean he's like <laughs> yeah. the encourager he's the behind the scenes person yeah. who's really kind of he's not the best speaker he's not the most educated one he's not the richest one he's right. just someone who faithfully wants to love and honor god so yeah. that was the yeah. other thing that stood out for me yeah. was your emphasis on barnabas yeah. yeah there's so much of that isn't there where these these key players of peter or paul or you know we we tie into them and yet there's so many different names. I mean, we just, the last time I spoke was on choosing who was going to replace Judas. Well, some of us may not even remember those names now, you know, like who were those two guys? But they're important individuals and they're just a representation of, of so many that the Lord uses just like in Follow the Star. There's an actor who's the main one, right? But then there's all these parts that are played that mm. all help that along and Barnabas uh, to me is a he's a tremendous man he was actually the 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 amazing thing is uh, when they sent him to Antioch I think it's in chapter 11 I think it is um, he goes there because they know that he will do good for them that's part of what his name is is indicating and therefore his character too and uh, Sue and I have actually probably more Sue than me um, kind of got a hold of that and before we were coming here asking the lord would you would you use us like a barnabas mm. take us into winchester and use us for good you know and who knows how the lord wants to honor all that but um he's certainly a uh, an example to us isn't he of mm. just that kind of a heart attitude so really cool mm. uh one of the things you you had said um clued me in or or, or uh captivated my attention was that whole word filled you know how the enemy can he can lie to us and and get us to respond to that deception i think it's important for us to realize that that word is not a word meaning that like i'm demon possessed 
and I am robotic or I have to do those things. You know, mm-hmm. he was definitely, Ananias was um, making choices on his own. We didn't have enough time to spend, you know, to really settle down on some of those things. But I mentioned that in Ephesians, it also says that we're supposed to be filled with the Spirit. Well, that's a command to us. So that means that we have a choice to make in that. We're never commanded to do something that we can't choose to do, right? But it's also not a thing, well, I have the Spirit of God living within me. That doesn't mean I'm robotic and I just have to do everything he tells me to do. So we know that on the positive side, it seems like on the negative side, when it comes to, well, Satan filled his heart. Well, therefore, he had to do that. No, he didn't. He was making choices. And the reality of that is all of us can make those same kind of choices, right? Mm-hmm. We, we decide. Barnabas, I think, is the impactful person that he is because of choices that he made and following what the Spirit of God was wanting to lead him into and being a, a, a person who is yielding to that, moving in that kind of a direction. So you see such a contrast between a person who's being led by the Spirit of God and someone who's actually succumbing to their own selfishness, of which the enemy of this world, right, like the God of this world, is want, he's pushing that all the time. That's a world way of thinking across the board, right? Everybody is in that. Hmm. So just some interesting things that come out, little tiny tidbits that... Um, add a little more color to the whole thing, right? Yeah. The whole story. Rose, you alluded earlier mm-hmm. about this, you know, this passage kind of being a hard one, certainly something serious to yeah. to, to preach and yeah. teach through. Tim, obviously, as we, as we go through Acts, it starts out in a lot of crazy things happen, a lot of cool things happen, but eventually the flesh is going to start to yes. to rear its ugly head throughout Acts, and that won't <clears throat> that doesn't discontinue right. after this chapter right. either. Yep. So what, what was it like from your perspective to, to one... Be like, okay, Lord, I got to handle this passage well and and teach about Ananias and Sapphira and and get the application down. And on a more practical side, also just preach through something like this during a time of such celebration and joy and even follow the star. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Where it's right yeah. between yeah. the, the crate you're serving and it's crazy. And so, yeah. what, like, what was that? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I maybe put all of that stuff together, but I think you're right that um, as we see the church beginning, we're, we're starting to see some of the uh, examples of the flesh coming out. By chapter 6, they're going to be picking individuals to um, serve maybe as maybe the first possible deacons, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're saying, hey, you guys are giving you know, to some of our ladies, but you're not giving to these ladies, and that's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a little rift, and the, even the wisdom that, I don't want to steal anybody's thunder how that all goes, but the wisdom <laughs> that the Lord gives in how to handle that situation. I think that's Caleb's thunder, <clears throat> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's well, Caleb's yeah. thunder. Yeah. It's not, it's not my thunder. Out, yeah. 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 It's not my thunder. The storm's far away, yeah. but yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. But but all of yeah. that stuff, we're going to see more and more of that, right? Oh, yeah. Where, where the yeah. flesh is just reading. And I think it's so good um, for us to look at that and realize, um, like with Ananias and Sapphira, I think we read that and it's like, oh my word, and and then it's oh my word. Look how God dealt with that. And um, but but he really is. He's a gracious God. Mm-hmm. We fall into that kind of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I can certainly identify with that self centeredness, and I can tell you example after example of where that's flaring its ugly head. Right. Yeah. But yet God is so gracious with us. Uh, sometimes those are significant consequences that come with that. 
Mm-hmm. But more times than not, there's a wooing of the heart. That It's that fear that we were talking about, that, that reverential draw of the heart to himself to, to motivate us more and more to say no to selfishness mm-hmm. and self-centeredness and yes to the Lord. And, and he begins to slowly begin that, that transformative work that he's wanting to do mm-hmm. in our lives. Sometimes so slow we don't see it ourselves, right. but Which other people see Which brings us back it. to John, right? Mm-hmm. Which brings us back to the idea... Um, and I just think it's so important. It's about loving others and yeah. not loving ourselves yeah. to the point that yeah. we are sacrificing for others. Right. We're sacrificing what others' needs or wants are, mm-hmm. right? And I think, um, I think, I really think that whole self-centeredness um, piece that you keyed in on, Tim, was just really important mm-hmm. in this passage. Well, and it's you know? it's every that piece of example and application is is something that everyone has to fight against because there's a sin nature there's a flesh we're all going to have a bent of like well from my perspective yeah. i right. wouldn't have done yeah. that or, or this that and the other opinion. and we're always <laughs> we're, we're always wanting to to clarify that this is church is not a country club where we all just come together and and oh if things are going well we're all clicking together and i just happen to like you or we just yeah. happen to work well together instead it's hopefully we're yielding to the spirit in good times and in bad right. which is why i like when the pulpit gets to these kinds of passages because it's you don't really want to hear it to help yeah. you on a sunday morning but <laughs> right. a, it, it, god said it not me you know take right. it up with him to a right. certain degree right. but also it's so encouraging to say okay even the church in Acts had For stuff sure. like this going oh, yeah. on. So my biblical awareness of Acts means when I see that manifest itself in my local church, I can say, okay, Lord, this isn't new. This isn't unfounded. Well, how can I lean on you in this time and, and yeah. you know be a part of the positive change that, that I know you have called me to be? And that's very different, Re- reacting to what we know about God to help the life of our local church instead of well, what I think about God is going to be based on the local church. Well, and it's so interesting because I, I think like spiritual maturity plays into this. I mm-hmm. was at a community group meeting recently, and um, there's a woman there and myself, and both of us are in a point in our lives where our children have recently graduated from high school. Mm. And so we're, we're the older, more experienced moms, and there's a younger mom there. And um, we're having a nice prayer time. And the younger mom says something about this other lady and I pouring into other people's lives. And we both look at each other and says, oh, we are so not qualified <laughs> to pour into other people's lives. And we mm. later she and I talked about that. And it has to do with, I think, that as we become more mature and as we grow and as we start to learn that the way we see the world isn't mm. the right way to always see the world, then we become less, less self-centered and we become more concerned about the thoughts and the ideas of others, right? So we're mm-hmm. always balancing that, like not holding our ideas or not holding our opinions too tightly mm-hmm. and loving others at the same time. It's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. The, to me, the the, uh, the problem with that, so to speak, yeah. is that um, uh, how does God um, help us a self-centered heart to see self-centeredness? Right. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a we'll call that a tough assignment, obviously not for God. Right. But mm-hmm. but so often you'll see him using um, real difficulties in people's lives where that's being exposed more and more. And maybe maybe you're wanting to be uh, loved by your peer group, whatever that is. And they just ostracize you. They just kind of push you out a little bit. 
So you keep trying, you keep trying to force your way in. You can't figure out why this is. And, um, and, and the Lord uses some of the wound of that heart at times. I'm not saying it's always this problem, but yeah. there's times when he can use something like that to show to us, well, you're always talking about yourself. You, you never ask them anything about their world and their needs right. and their life. And, 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 and so it's a hurtful thing. That example is a hurtful thing to go through. Yes. And often he's willing for us to go through those things. And while we're in the middle of all that, we want him to take it away. And I think it comes back to this whole thing we're talking about. Satan, he's the father of lies, right? So he wants to tell us that the Christian life should be hunky-dory, no problems, everything's so smooth. But that's not reality. How does that change in our own thinking so that we are looking at this? When he says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. When? Yeah, yes. shouldn't. Yeah. And we know it here, but then it happens and we're kind of like dumbfounded. Right. Like, where did this come from? And why don't you take it away, God? Instead of realizing, wait a minute, I've bought into a lie that says this shouldn't be happening to me if I'm doing the right thing. Right. And then that God. goes back to us living in community with one another. Yeah. Right. So I've been yeah. in a situation where I've been walking through a conflict with some some people and um, I can sit outside of their conflict and I can see, well, that's a yeah. self-centered heart and that's a, you know what I mean? But yes. then when I'm the yes. one who's in the midst of the conflict, I can't so well see the self-centered right. heart. Mm-hmm. So I need other people that I yes. can trust and who love me enough yeah. to say to me, you are exhibiting these character traits. And then I myself also have to be open enough to say, Teach me, show me, yeah, show me where sure. my heart is being self-centered and where I'm thinking only of myself and not about loving yeah. others, mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of an interesting paradox that that community bring community teaches us not to be self-centered, but we right. need community to teach us right. not to be. Which is why a lot of people you know? don't actually want community. They do want to come. Mark Carey would say, "Sit, right. soak, and sour on a Sunday morning." Oh, I wouldn't. I don't want to share myself with these people. And so, hopefully, these people are creating a culture of grace and Jesus, and you're learning right. to trust God as we're as we're in those conversations, right. able to trust yeah. each other. But to the point of uh, spiritual maturity, Rose, you brought up and, and Tim alluded to, like th- there's such a difference in prayer between the emotional, like God, are you you seeing this versus okay lord what are you seeing that i'm not yeah. and and we want to to you know go to god and be like here's everything that's happening to me as if he doesn't yeah. know <laughs> we want to we want to say how dare you step aside or withdraw from me you, you know instead yeah. of saying okay lord like i'm in this struggle and trial this has been given to me i want what i want james 1 and 4 and all that stuff and i'm not getting it Man, it, it's hard. It it's is. so easy to say it on a podcast, but it's hard to do. That's right. Lord, what life. are you seeing that I'm not seeing so that I can handle the situation well? Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's one of the things I really appreciate about your teaching, Tim. And not that others aren't, because I, I think in general, right, yeah. I think our leadership is very fairly transparent. But one of the things I appreciate about you, Tim, is you standing up there and saying, uh, you know, I want my stuff and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, it's my stuff and yeah. I don't want your kids coming over and coloring on my walls, frankly, it's disrespectful <laughs> of my stuff, you know? Yeah. And so I appreciate that about you, Tim, in that um, I would have, I have a feeling many of us share that struggle, yeah. right? We don't want yeah. to host community group and yeah. we certainly don't want children involved in the community group because we don't want yeah. the kids to come in and mess up our yeah. stuff, right? Hmm. And and we don't really wanna loan you our truck, that was an example that yeah. you used, because yeah. you might wreck my truck or um, or those kinds of things. So I think, um, 
I appreciate that when you share your struggles with us, it gives us the opportunity to say, hey, I felt the same thing. And so now we can identify and we can be in community with one another. And you can say to me, Rose, it's Mm -hmm. okay if they Mm -hmm. use your office and make a mess. It really is. It's not really your office, right? And I can say, hey, Tim, how come you're not letting my kids come draw on your wall? (laughs) Well, that's the impact of, of the pulpit when you can... Not just identify with somebody of here's the spiritual truth here's mm-hmm. you know, here's what I have for you this yeah. morning yeah. but there's also uh, I'm none of us have arrived I'm wrestling with this right. too I need you more than you need me up mm-hmm. here right now and Mark Mark has always done a good job of reminding us of that I'm sitting up yeah. here he uses the fr- phrase flapping his gums I like to say blabbering on he flaps his gums for 35 minutes but that's not church Ch- right. uh, you know we get to do all this together and man well. So every Sunday, we say, grow, connect, serve, right? Mm -hmm. Like every Sunday, boom, boom, boom. And somebody is trying to help us to think about those things. Uh, And that word serve, I think, fits into what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Where I grew up, serve was kind of like, hey, you come and do something because the church needs you and kind of like give your free time to us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it became a bit of a... uh, Oh, they're just looking. They don't care about me, right? They're just trying to get something from me. But I think that word is important to us because of what we're talking about. It's in the context of serving. That's where this this grow. Well, I'm growing in my understanding of the Lord. I'm growing in my understanding of his word. But when I'm serving, that's when the application Mm -hmm. begins to happen. So it's not now it becomes a thing of not from a narcissistic, like self-centered perspective, but a Lord, I want to grow in these areas. Serving will give me opportunity. That's when there's a clash that's occurring. What? Mm -hmm. That's a lousy idea. You need to be doing my idea. In, because we're serving together, right? And there's a place. Right. So and when then we that's look at what, it, and then when we, in, in turn, when we put aside ourselves, our idea, our vision, right. uh, when we put aside those things, and in a sense, if you'll let me use the term sacrifice, right. our wants, right. our desires for, sure. for the good of someone else, that's when God is glorified right. in the process, right? right? right. Because um, as someone said to me one time, what would cause what would cause a human being to do that? Yeah. Well, what would cause a human being to do that is a desire to glorify God and His Holy mm-hmm. Spirit working mm-hmm. through us, right? So right. in those moments of putting aside ourselves, um, to serve, connect, grow those things. Yeah. That is where the glory to yeah. God comes. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. It is. The heart is such yeah. a wicked thing, right? Because because <laughs> yeah. we can serve so that everybody sees us serving yeah. and gives us accolades for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just self centered. But everybody sure. looks at it and thinks it's a wonderful thing. Uh, um, but the Lord knows the heart, right? Mm-hmm. And He, it's just like Ananias and Sapphira. You've lied to God. You thought you were deceiving us, but you weren't. You were actually trying to deceive him, and that's impossible. Good luck to do. with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knows. Watch, and yeah. next thing you know, the guy's uh, six feet under, right? So mm-hmm. thankfully, he doesn't deal with us in that regard. But he does want to reveal to us that's just self-centered. Mm-hmm. So I can be, I can even deceive myself into thinking all this serving is just, oh, it's all for God, when he knows the reality is all for me. I mm-hmm. love that, yeah, that a boy kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. he just graciously and, reveals it to yeah. us and helps us to walk then in new light. Yes. Right? How and it wonderful. takes me back. You, um, you did such a good job. You really did have two 
I feel like two really strong points that you from the beginning you told us what you were going to talk about and you did reinforce them throughout the, the sermon time and that is the idea that they were they were talking they were being witnesses they yeah. were speaking it but they, they were, were also living it because yeah. mm-hmm. they were living it yeah. um some one of the things uh we're going to have an evangelism focus come january and mm-hmm. i mentioned that here because it's we're going to be talking about it a lot but one of the things that comes out a lot and i've underlined it in <laughs> in different colors is like they caleb you brought it up and it really struck me as well they were continually praying yeah right Mm -hmm. they were steadfastly continually praying Mm -hmm. and i think um that that combination of they spoke it and they lived it that's where it's at for us today too we speak it but then let's live it too yeah it's good yeah, so that evangelism thing is is coming up as well. Uh, I'm trying to think of what to announce and what to point people towards uh, as we look Ananias towards. and Sapphira. Yeah. <laughs> Things they own. Yeah. Caleb. Oh, yes. Very good. Yeah. So uh, when we think about, you know, in, in, you know, you get questions about what, what am I supposed to do with my possessions and this, that, and the other? How can I be a good steward of what I have? Uh, we are doing a financial peace class here at church uh, starting January 8th. Um, so look and you forward do have to, that. to register for that. Yeah, That's it's online, just, yeah. Um, and and I can maybe put it in the show notes as well. But there will be a lot of opportunities uh, to come up for that. Uh, do you remember Christmas service times off the top um, of your head as well? Eleven four yeah. six. So that's for Christmas Eve, and yeah. then there'll be one service at eleven. Yeah, and I think uh, on um, Christmas I'm not, Day. I'm not sure it's been entirely clear, and it's one of the things I meant to to tell my team this morning, and I forgot, but. They are two different services. So normally a, sa- a normal weekend, a Saturday night service and a Sunday morning mm-hmm. service are going to be the same. Right. So you can come on Saturday or Sunday. It's going to be the same music yeah. maybe and the same sermon, maybe mm-hmm. different volunteers. Um, but for Christmas weekend, Christmas Eve service will be one thing and the Christmas Day Sunday morning service is different. Okay, yeah. just no, so everyone good. knows. Yeah. yeah, that's good clarification. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys yeah, for you. being on here. It was great. As a reminder, throughout the holiday season, everything to look forward to in the winter and spring, you can find us at fbcva.org. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons aren't meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless.